It's Wednesday the 9th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Now we heard how good the District Brasserie was and uh, it's now released the Lunch With Lee podcast with Adam Gilchrist and Simon Cook. Tell us a bit about it. Was it good? It was a fantastic afternoon. I think lunch started at about 12.30 and finished about midnight. Mm. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting getting Gilly's take on, on Langer. He's obviously really good mates with Justin Langer uh, and a, a, a teammate for many years. And um, he, he mm. sort of he was sort of trying to read the tea leaves as well, but he was sort of saying it must have been tough going into that job um, as coach when the players don't really want you. And um, he said, yeah, why he was sort of fighting against that for some reason. He said it must have been he wasn't being given the information like uh, I think most players were talking about. So, yeah, really interesting chat with him. But um, And we spoke about a lot of other stuff as well. Simon Cook was on there and he got run over by a steamroller. So some some very funny stuff spoken about. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember the injury. Yeah, lunch with Lee. Do not miss it. It is compulsory, <laughs> compulsory listening. Now, we have a charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for the important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a signed Wallabies jersey afternoon sport.com forward slash auction is the place to go to check it all out well the justin langer story it tends to just keep making these front pages we're going to talk about it everyone's throwing their uh, two bob in the olympics well uh, there was a big fall there we're going to talk about that and dave rennie mentioning wallabies earlier he's pretty settled with his squad Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Well, everyone seems to be uh, piling in on the whole Justin Langer story and taking different stances, don't they, Shane? Ian Chappell has come in and clobbered the whole PR machine that he sees in around Justin Langer. Yeah, I wish Cricket Australia and, and the public in general would listen more to Ian Chappell. He's the, he's the one that sort of makes sense to me. Um, he sort of cuts through all the palaver. And he made a really, really good point. He said, Pat Cummins could not have been any more honest during this process. He said, it's not really his role to select. Um, mm. But he also said, you know, Justin's PR machine was in full overdrive. And a lot of people have formed their opinions based on that PR machine. So, yeah, he's obviously taking side, as he always does with the captain, Ian Chappell. It is the captain's team. The captain should have what he wants. But it's not the captain's responsibility to appoint the coach. And your brother, Brett has also supported Pat Cummins. And, and I think that that is, is great that we're seeing a guy like Brett come forward and do that because Pat Cummins has done nothing wrong apart from show pretty obviously. Uh, and, and he didn't uh, be demon- – he wasn't demonstrative about it at all, but it, it was obvious that he did not want Justin Langer as coach, so he kept 
his silence. Yeah, well, it's not just Pat Cummins, don't forget. It's the senior players. Mm. So, you know, he can only speak on behalf of his team. And don't forget, once Justin Langer is now gone, he's still got to captain this bloody team. So he does need the support of his players. Yeah, and, and, and Brett said, once again, it's not his role to appoint the coach or publicly um, praise him. Um, it's, that's up to Cricket Australia. He's also appointed by Cricket Australia as captain, don't forget, yep. and also employed by Cricket Australia. So there is a conflict there which uh, I think guys like Mitchell Johnson didn't quite get. Oh, absolutely. And that's where Cricket Australia, if they had their time again, would have realised that they stuffed mm. up because you've got to be strong in these moments because you can't go and use these guys, like the players and your captains and stuff, as the four guys because you just have to have strength. Anyway, it, it wasn't handled all that well. It's going to be interesting to see who does take over. Uh, Jason Gillespie, who has got a really good bio now when it comes to coaching. He says he doesn't want the job. A lot of people are saying Trevor Bayless should get the job. Yeah, I think Trevor Bayless should get the job eventually. Um, Jason Gillespie, uh, he, I don't think he was ever really in the picture. It was, it was good for him to come out and and uh, say he wouldn't accept the job, but I don't think he was even being considered, to be honest. Um, he has done some good things, but he's not mm. in the he's not in the coaching league, league yet of a, of a Trevor Bayless. Uh, as I said, Andrew McDonald will uh, take this interim role. And then depending on how they go in the subcontinent, and I think they'll have a tough time over there, uh, I think you'll find Trevor Bayless will be at the helm by the start of next summer. Yeah, uh, he's, well, he's done it all, hasn't he? He, he yeah. shows how he's got a cool hand. He went across to England and that didn't make people all that happy when he when he turned them around. Mm. And you could see how dishevelled they were over the summer without, you know, arguably a, a very good coach. So, uh, yeah, Trevor Bayless seems to be the name that's swirling around. Is this Australian women's team as good as everyone thinks or is this English team as bad? No, I think the girls have, have done fantastically well. They finished with a clean sweep by the win on Tuesday. Mm. Um, it played really well. Annabelle Sutherland taking her career best figures of 4 for 31. Um, but England losing, it's, it's a bit of a, a theme this year with England having a, having a batting collapse. They lost 7 for 29 on their way to only 163. And and once again, the captain, Meg Lenning, hitting a 6 to win to win the match. Uh, 50 not out, Elise Perry, 31 not out. And Talia McGrath was named player of the series for the second time this year. She scored 225 runs in this series and took 11 wickets. So she's a fantastic all-rounder. Some talent all around the field there for the girls and well played. Yeah, I agree. I think they're fantastic. And, and they're showing across all these different forms how good they are, aren't they? And this World mm. Cup, bit of a blow because Hannah Darlington won't be there for the Cricket World Cup. Yeah, it's sad. She's uh, only a 20-year-old all-rounder and she's mm. had to pull out of the World Cup in New Zealand due to mental health issues. So it's a big blow for her. So, look, fingers crossed that she gets away from the game, um, gets herself right, and she makes a speedy recovery because uh, 20 years old and these pressures can get you, and I hope she's okay because she's a fantastic talent. Yeah, absolutely, particularly in the world that we've been living in the past couple yep. of years. Uh, the spotlight, the the microscope really needs to be on that space, particularly with young people. So we wish her all the very, very best. This is Afternoon Sport. We've got a stack on the way. We're going to talk the Beijing Winter Olympics, NBA, Rugby Union. That's all on the way. Of 
love the Winter Olympic show. You know, I really enjoy it. I love the speed skating. I, I love the, you know, the, the, the ice dancing. Everything about it. Um, I suppose I really fell in love with it in Vancouver in the Winter Olympic Games. We won a couple of gold medals. I was there. But you really get to see an appreciation. But it's a dangerous uh, occupation doing anything on ice and snow. And we've seen that happen. Big time, mate. Can you, can you ice skate, Tim? No. That's going to surprise you. That's going to surprise you somewhat, but I can't. I was going to have you cut out a few uh, ice cubes for my, for my um, scotch and coke. But, um, I'm no no, tall and mean. I'm no, no, but they're having real problems over mm. there in Beijing because most of the snow is man-made, as we know. Um, it, it's, they're just not getting due to climate change uh, any snow um, in Beijing at the moment. Um, unfortunately, with man-made snow, it's a lot wetter um, and a lot harder. So... The injuries that are, are coming out of this, um, you just see some of the downhill, they're going a lot faster because they're on ice. It's not not your typical um, sort of Nordic snow. So, yeah, some injuries and um, yeah, quite a few athletes have uh, have entered their Olympics due to um, due to falling on this really hard snow. Well, Australia's medal tally at the moment is one gold, one bronze and uh, a big look tonight with Scotty James. And I remember he did start at Vancouver as a 15-year-old in 20. 20- 10 that's 12 years ago mm. and so 12 years ago and here he is now um, one of the best of the world at the halfpipe so he's up against Sean White who's come out and said that this is his last games wouldn't it be wonderful if Scotty can take a gold medal there now rugby union I think all of us rugby union fans hope that the Wallabies can do something against New Zealand in 2022 Dave Rennie says it's not a time to uh, start blooding too many young people no, he's already done that, so he's going to pick and stick now on, on the way to the, to the next World Cup. Um, so far under Dave Rennie, we've only won eight of 20 matches, and we all know we had that uh, horrible tour to the UK with losses, three losses against Scotland, England, and Wales. Um, mm. But there are some really, really good signs there. James Slipper, the 32-year-old Brumbies prop, who's played, I think, 114 tests now, signed a new contract this year. So they're sticking and picking with some older heads, uh, with some young talent around, but... Uh, Dave Rennie said, whilst they are going to do that, they won't close the door to anyone. Um, if you perform, um, you have a chance to to make your way into that squad. But saying that, you've got to earn the right as well. So they're just not going to pick people just on names anymore. Such a warm glow around the Melbourne Demons Premiership last year as we turned to AFL. But um, look, this is this is a shatter of this story, isn't it? This These uh, comments and allegations in and around Simon Goodwin, their coach. Yeah. Um, Melbourne have gone from being hunting to the hunted now and how things change pretty quick, Tim. Uh, they're starting to look and dig for, for any sort of cracks uh, in their setup. But, yeah, this goes back a couple of years, Simon Goodwin's behaviour, sort of, you know, um, they were saying things like there was a drinking, gambling and, and bullying culture in Melbourne. Um, they did make a review and uh, Chairman Kate Roffey has come out and said um, she's backing Goodwin as coach. He, he is a, uh, a champion coach now and will be – at the club for many years to come. But, you know, Goodwin had a, um, a gambling problem when he was a player in 2007 and was suspended for a year. So um, they're sort of saying if he's sitting down with the players and actually gambling, uh, it's not a really, really good culture. But saying that, um, they've won. And uh, other clubs now in the media are looking for chinks in the armour. Yeah, well, they are, but there are a few chinks there, so they're not hard to find. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where this story goes. We saw last year with Richmond how the start of their year was a very different kind of drama, yeah. but um, yep. their season was completely derailed for other reasons as well, but not 
um, you, you couldn't dismiss the whole drama around the coaches. One of the reasons why they underperformed. Now, what about speaking about coaches and players in the NBA? What? <laughs> well, Nick's coach, uh, Tom Thibodeau, said uh, that the altercation between Julius Randle and assistant coach slash video coordinator Scott King, basically mm. uh, Randle's come off the, the court uh, the video coach has come up with his laptop and sort of shoved it in his face, and he pretty much shoved that uh, computer back in Scott King's face, closed it, and said, get out of my face. Full-on altercation there. Um, look, not great behaviour by uh, Julius Randall, but I can understand it that when you're in the heat of the moment and you're there, an assistant coach comes up and s- sticks a bloody computer in your face and says, do this, do that. Now, they've got to pick and choose the moments too because sometimes you can be overheated and uh, and, and taken by the moment. So, um, yeah, I think both both Randall and the assistant coach uh, have sort of shaken hands and moved on, but uh, not not a great look f- for the Knicks. In the heat of the moment. Eh? Now, p- pitch invaders, um, look, there's one common theme about pitch invaders. They're dickheads. Absolute idiots, right? Now, does a player have to be killed until this whole thing changes? Um, yeah, Knott's player, uh, Keenan Davis, was punched by a Leicester fan um, and then removed. Now, he's been banned from life from attending matches there, but he should be, I reckon, two years in jail. So put him two years in jail with, with a Knott's fan. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, a player is going to be killed on the paddock until they make more of a more of a scene about this because just by banning someone for life, which will hurt the football nut, but put him in jail. This is ridiculous. Someone's going to get seriously injured. I agree with you. That that's the kind of ramifications that need to be there. That's yep. the kind of uh, you know when when one of these knobs who, who's mm. thinking about ripping their gear off or going down there and interfering with one of the players is considering jumping the fence. They need to realise that they might be indoors for the next year. It was absolutely absurd. Now, lightening the subject, make sure you're with us tomorrow on Afternoon Sport because we're going to have a full preview of both the NRL and AFL season. We're also going to have mm. a look at this test squad for Pakistan. I know Ian chapel has got his thoughts on it and uh, that's the place you're going to take us to as we get a little nostalgic on Afternoon Sport. Ian Chapel as a coach back a long time ago. Yeah, well, this story involves both uh, Ian Chapel and Justin Langer. When mm-hmm. I was at the Creed Academy, uh, Rod Marsh was head coach and Justin Langer was assistant coach. And Ian Chapel decided um, we were doing a sort of a, a session on how to play spin bowlers. We had four spin bowlers in the Creed Academy, and he made all sport four spin bowlers bowl one over to each pair. I was paired with Andrew Simons, um, and it was, everyone was paired. We got four overs. We weren't allowed to sweep or hit the ball in the air, and Ian Chappell wanted us to use our feet and see if we get the most runs. Now, Andrew Simons and I, after the, that session, I think we scored 26 runs off our four overs, so we were the highest score. Ian Chappell, who was about probably 70 at that stage, said, come on, so says to Justin Langer, the assistant coach, put, the, put your pads on. If we don't score more than 26 together... I'll buy all these young punks beers all night. And it was only because Justin Langer failed. Ian Chappell, I think they scored 24. And being a man of his word, um, Ian Chappell played beautifully, by the way. He was getting back, playing late cuts and sweeping and and doing all this really, really good stuff. Anyway, so we show up at the bar and uh, we were there till the pub shut and Ian Chappell bought every beer and uh, a man of his word. But, yeah, just a really, really tough guy. Obviously a very, very good cricketer. But it was Justin Langer who let him down on that occasion. Justin Langer. And uh, he has been critical of his PR machine. And, you know, yep. look, 
many people are with him. Yep, he doesn't forget Ian Chavel, that's for sure. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.